The less your business spends, the more margin you keep. NetSuite by Oracle brings accounting, finance, inventory, and HR into one proven platform, helping you reduce costs everywhere. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. So head to netsuite.com slash wallstreet right now. This is WSJ Speakeasy, your source for entertainment, pop culture, celebrity, and the arts. Hello, and welcome to the WSJ Speakeasy podcast. I'm Serene Leeds, and today our guest is Allison Wright, who is best known for her role as Martha Henson on the FX Cold War spy drama The Americans, and who can also be seen this Saturday night in the new HBO telefilm Confirmation. Welcome, Allison. So glad to have you here with us. Hi, Serene. It's nice to see you again. Good to see you again, too. So... All right. I just want to jump in right in with you. Uh, Just a spoiler alert to everyone. We are going to be discussing uh, major plot points from the most recent episode of The Americans, Episode 5, Clark's Place. So uh, the episode opens with an incredible scene between your character, Martha, and with Matthew Reese's character, Philip Jennings, but whom you only know as Clark. Uh, You and Clark pretty much catch up here uh, because after the whole glander scare, he's been MIA Mm -hmm. from Martha's life. Uh, But it's it's a big catch up scene for the audience, too, because we learn that after Martha's nerve wracking date with Agent Adderholt, she had a full blown panic attack and is now chasing Valium with some wine. So uh, if you could just take me through the importance of that scene, how low how much of a low point is Martha here? Um. Well, I'll start by saying it's one of my favorite scenes. Um, It was one of my favorite to shoot, and I really, I just watched it this morning, Mm -hmm. and I really um, am happy with how it turned out. No big surprise, directed by Noah Emmerich. No Mm -hmm. big surprise there. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so Martha's been trying to get a hold of Clark for ages. He hasn't been picking up the phone. She's been leaving messages when she knows it's dangerous too, and she shouldn't. She's had to go out and handle Adderhold the best way she guessed how. She thinks she did okay, and on the way home, the dam broke. Yeah. She couldn't hold it together any longer. Mm-hmm. Now, interestingly, in an earlier draft, they wrote a scene. They did. With her going to the emergency room. Okay. And having a scene with her, with the doctor. Yeah. Um, when they took it out, I think there's something even more powerful about us learning about it third hand. I think it's great, her explaining it. Mm-hmm rather than seeing it because we've had that time to go thinking that maybe she was all right mm-hmm. and then we were we realized no she wasn't yes yeah, she survived that much she did that much but this is not on this is not okay she can't keep doing this no absolutely not and um, I'm glad that you brought that up because I think that what is so fascinating about that scene is that it's a lot of telling instead of showing but it's one of those scenes where it works with her describing what happened. We, we didn't need to see it. And um, at the same time, as, as from an actor's perspective, were you a little bummed that you didn't get to do the um, Yeah, because yeah. I liked the scene. I thought yeah. it was really cool. And she, had a, she told uh, stories about um, things that had happened in her childhood and when she was a teenager. Mm. So, of course, um, I was bummed that it, that it disappeared. But I love the result. I love what they've got. And I cried watching it. So, you know, I think it worked. (laughs) It did. It did. I I, I don't want to tell people that they have wrong or right reactions, but I think that was the right reaction (laughs) on your part. And you you already went ahead and mentioned uh, Noah Emmerich. He directed this episode. So, just yeah, just this is the second time directing yeah. an episode for the Americans. So how was it having? And Noah? it looks like he's like like it's his hundred and a second time, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. he's so good, so good. 
so good. The, his his episodes always feel so emotionally connected and told from that point of view. I mean, our, uh, the show is in general, the whole thing. You know, it's it's from the uh, people's perspectives and, and from the emotional side more than it is the spy stuff, really. Yeah. But I just feel like Noah is able to bring more of that to the forefront. Yeah. Somehow he, in his episodes. You know, is it me or does he get the best music in the episodes <gasps> that he directs? Well, I mean, <laughs> this one is pretty stunning, yes. This yes. one, uh, hopefully you've seen it, but uh, this uh, the final sequence of the episode features Under Pressure by David Bowie and Queen. And you couldn't have picked a better right. song. I didn't that know scene. it was going to be in that. I and didn't. when it started, those just those few notes, I was just uh-huh. like, oh, goosebumps. It was so... So good. Yeah. It, it it really was because uh, it just it showed just how lonely Martha was. She couldn't sleep, and it was also Philip's struggle. Uh, this is a great this is a great segue into the next part of the episode, which mm-hmm. is that it's and it applies to everybody. It, it applies to everyone, mm-hmm. and Philip's affection for Martha is so visible at this point. And Elizabeth is jealous. Yes. And that is such a huge part of this episode. So we know Martha loves Philip, uh, Philip Clark. Excuse me. He's still Clark. <laughs> I know. It's, it's <laughs> never going to get easy, right? <laughs> no. no. Uh, Clark. But uh, do you think Clark slash Philip loves Martha? Love as opposed... We know it, there is caring. Well, I don't know when you get to decide if... When caring turns into love, where is that line? I don't know where, if that's, that's a, a black and white line. Yeah. Um, I think we really get to see how much tenderness he has for her yeah. in these episodes. Um, I, I think that's, I suppose, I think that's for the audience to decide and how much they want to invest in that or not. And I yeah. think that can be everyone's individual opinion because Elizabeth has an opinion about it. I, uh, Martha has an opinion about it. Philip does and they're all probably very different. Yeah. So I think that's a fluid thing. Yeah. It, it, it is and I, and also that's what just makes the show so great in my opinion. It's uh, so much more than the spy stuff. Mm-hmm. It's the person to person interactions. Um, you know there have only been five episodes so far this season and Martha has already been dealt more than I think almost any other character this season. Maybe maybe Philip is about the same. So where would you say her inner strength comes from? Because you've got to think about the time period we're talking about as well, right? Yeah. It's only been three weeks That's right. since he took his disguise off. That's right. And things have escalated so fast yeah. for her yeah. that she's just scrambling to, to, you know, keep an eye on what day it is at this point. Totally. Yeah. You know, um... This is tremendously difficult, and the pressure is mounting in great, copious quantities every week. So at this point, at the end of episode five, how worried should we be about Martha at this point? Um, I think everybody's really worried already. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think they have been since the beginning of this. Um, You know, what happens now at the end of five is it's just a matter of, how is this going to resolve then? Because it has to. It has to resolve. Yeah. So what's? how is it going to be? Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people have their ideas about different things that may happen. <laughs> but something has to happen. Something, you know, they're not going to shy away from... We know that they don't shy away from things. No. Nope. Right? No. Nope. Um, if we talk about Nina, 
<sighs> yeah. You know, that's, I'm sure that's not what anybody, any of the viewers wanted, but no. they're not the type of show to shy away from doing what needs to be done. That is correct. That, and, that I th- and again, that is what I think makes it such a compelling drama. Um, all right. Well, I'll ch- let's, let's try to uh, lighten the mood at least a little bit here. <laughs> I know, because it's just been, well, yes, sorry, everyone. N- Nina, Nina's gone. She died. But we don't want that to happen to anyone else. But as Allison just said, anything is possible. So... Why has there been so little male robot robot action this season? I miss that male robot. I mean, we've seen it, but it's been such a great, fun aspect of the show, and it helps lighten the mood. Right. I think their relationship is over at this point, though, right? Martha and the bot have broken up. I I, I believe so. She's got a lot more on her mind these days. I don't think she's ever going to see the male robot again, is she? No. I can't imagine her walking back through the FBI halls anytime (laughs) soon. So unless some other secretary... (laughs) <laughs> starts a little something something with it. But I don't think I don't think anyone would want to see that because it's such a special relationship between Martha and the male rover. Maybe and also a little bit with Agent Adderhall, but I don't I don't know, man. I he's he's a little people shady. love it though. The people yeah. love the male rover. I think it would be oh, really yeah. nice to always have it around. Um, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if they just wanted to pop him in like cheeky little bits here and there. Yeah. In the future. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's such, and it's also such a part of the um, the time period, mm. the early 80s. Mm-hmm. It's something that you normally don't see anymore. Um, so, you know, it's uh, the Americans, it's, uh, you know, fans get so involved online. I always like to say that I think Martha is the number one fan favorite. So do you have any other shows out there that you're just like hook, line and sinker for that you just get like, you know, really involved in? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really, really into Penny Dreadful. Nice. And um, The Nick. Oh, I love The Nick. And Peaky Blinders. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Bloodline. I'm really, really invested in quite a lot of shows because we've got so many great things to choose from at the moment. We do. Do you, Are you more of a binge watcher or do you prefer that time in between to just absorb um, everything? What I don't like about binging is that I don't really have enough time to truly connect with with the characters. It feels a little too disposable. I can watch it so quickly that I don't actually know any of the characters. Like in Peaky Blinders, mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you anyone's name. I would have to really think about it, try and think of his brother's names even. Yeah. Because I've gone through it so quickly. Yeah. You know, so I feel like I'm missing something there. I'm missing some sort of deeper connection that maybe you know having to wait for having to wait for episodes once a week maybe it gives the content time to marinate with you before you you take more on board so maybe there is some kind of deeper connection that we're missing by binge binge binging yeah yeah no i i, I can definitely see that so that's not to say that uh uh we shouldn't uh, invest in the streaming services or, you know, maybe take a break every yeah, now Yeah, and yeah, you don't yeah, have yeah, to yeah. watch 22 episodes in one day. You can shower. <laughs> yeah. You can take your dog out. You can just chill for a second. That's yeah. what they always say. You want to continue watching and it's always good to say exit sometimes. You know, it's hard, it's hard, right? It's, it's hard. So You're like, hard. 2 a.m. I can do it. I can do one more. One more. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's I so did true. that last night with Happy Valley. Oh, I did was like, you? turn it off. Turn it off, Alison. So are you on uh, season, season two? two? Yeah. Season two. See, and that first episode came out of the gate really strong, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, season two, it was amazing. How did you like Kevin Doyle from uh, Downton Abbey? I hear that he's killing it this season. Is he baddie? I'm not sure. I haven't watched Downton, so I'm not oh. sure who that is. He's really tall and he's balding. 
But I heard that it's great. It's so, great. Yeah. It's great. And Sarah Lancaster is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. That is uh, my understanding. It's one of those many, many, many TV shows that I am behind on. Yeah. <laughs> so I am uh, very embarrassed to say. But um, do you have a weekly viewing routine for the Americans? Um, I never watched it. Uh huh. Until um, actually, the episode episode four with Nina was the first time I've ever watched live. I oh think. wow! Yeah. So what was that like for you? It was really special to watch it live. There's yeah. something about knowing that it's going out live that feels more exciting somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, maybe because I can't pause it. I don't know how to pause the TV or whatever, or the DVR. I don't even know how to do that. Yeah. So maybe that's why it's more precious to me, because yeah. I better watch it now. Yeah. But um, usually I don't watch, no. Okay. So this was, uh, but this was a really special one. It and, was. Uh, I'm and, glad I did. And I mean, I presume that you knew it was coming. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, it, it was... Uh, it was a heartbreaking one. It was beautiful. It, it, it really was. And I talked to Annette, and uh, even then, she was saying like it was. You could. It was still hard for her to talk about. And it was uh, painful. So we need to keep Martha, Martha alive. Right. We no burlap keep... sacks for Martha, please. No, Thank no, you very no. Much. So we're going to have to pause for a quick moment. Coming up, we'll have more with Allison Wright. Hi, this is Kevin Sintermong. This is Beth Cracklauer. Check us out on the Off Duty Podcast. We talk about food, cocktails, all of the finer things in life. Check us out at wsj.com slash podcast. And become a subscriber on iTunes. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Speakeasy Podcast. I'm Serene Leeds in New York, and we've been speaking to Allison Wright. So as much as I would love to just keep talking to you about the Americans, which I could do all day long, you have another very big project on the horizon, Confirmation, which premieres on HBO this Saturday, April 16th at 8 p.m., and it covers the controversial 1991 Supreme Court nomination hearings that involved now Justice Clarence Thomas and his former employee, Anita Hill. Anita Hill is portrayed by Kerry Washington, and Clarence Thomas is portrayed by Wendell Pierce, and... Allison, you play uh, Clarence Thomas's wife, Ginny Thomas. Uh, so as someone who grew up in England, how familiar were you with this story before your involvement with the film because Anita Hill uh, accused uh, now Justice Thomas of sexual harassment? Not a zip. Okay. Not an iota. <laughs> Didn't know anything about it. Yep, I was in England. I was, I was um, too young to be aware of stuff like this. Yeah. So for me, it was a very cool um, history lesson and one of my very favorite things about being an actor is the amount of research I get to do for whatever the project may be whether it's the Cold War Mm -hmm. or whether it's this um, particular moment in American politics Mm -hmm. or whatever the subject matter may be that I get to learn about so this was great because you know Clarence has written books and there have been plenty of books written about it Um, the whole thing was televised Mm mm-hmm So, you know, I had lots to delve into and and research and learn about. So um, that was fantastic. Yeah. No, that's great. So, uh, so did you? You read some of the books as well as watch some of the footage. Yes, everything I could. Yes. Everything you could. Everything I could. So were you able to uh, speak with or meet with Ginny at all? Um, no, yeah. um, I didn't try to. Right. And as far as I'm aware, nobody from um, HBO reached out. I can't. I right. can't be sure about that. Sure. But uh, but no, I didn't get to speak with her. Um, and how would you describe her? Um, a very bright. Um, smart, dedicated person. She 
seemed to, even though all of her years in Washington, she seemed to not have become cynical, mm-hmm. um, religious, mm-hmm. devout, um, very devoted to her husband. Um, the the way that Clarence speaks about her in the book that he wrote, uh, My Grandfather's Son, mm-hmm. he speaks about their relationship like it's a li- like he knew it was a lifelong union from the very from the get go from the very very beginning, and that they were a unit, mm-hmm. and they certainly have behaved like a unit since uh, everything we saw with them twenty five years ago. They're yeah. still going strong today. Um, I think she was a very devoted wife. She was, and that definitely comes through in in the movie. Uh, so, uh, and so, what attracted you to this production? Um, I've been pretty lucky, I suppose, lately to to play some very strong women. Yes, you have. Maybe not seemingly strong on the outside, possibly, but that they actually really are. That's what makes them more interesting, right? Yeah, yeah. So that was really great, and I think it's. I think every woman should stand up and uh, take part in telling stories about um, harassment and abuse. I think it's um, yeah. I think it's a duty, and I'm I'm proud to be involved in this film. Um, it was a it was a moment in history that has had massive ripple effects after it, yeah. and affects the very way that uh, sexual harassment is considered in the workplace today, here and now today. It's uh, it's very true. Um, so as I mentioned, Wendell Pierce plays Clarence Thomas. Bonk. <laughs> so, how was it getting to play his wife? And by that, I mean I mean Wendell's, not Cl- not Justice Thomas's. <laughs> Wendell does such a good job of looking like him in the film, right? Does. It doesn't take you two seconds to 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 go with Wendell's face as Clarence. Yeah. It's really quite cool. Um, it was great. I mean, you know, like everybody in the world, I'm a massive fan of The Wire. Yes. So that was just way cool. Yeah. But Wendell's a real actor. He's the he's the real deal. He is. Um. He can do it all, and he brought so much um, compassion yeah. uh, to this role. I, I was um, really amazed at um, at the work he did and how he did it, and I think he does a beautiful job in the film. And it was it felt like, you know, sometimes you can be on stage and there's certain feelings that you have, or you're doing a film, or you're doing TV, um, and they can all be very different and isolating and I felt like I was on stage with Wendell mm-hmm. and that's to me that's like a really big compliment to give him because it yeah. felt completely real it was um so it was it was great I loved it yeah I I, it. I I really didn't expect to hear anything else <laughs> than that because he's he's great the the story I always like to tell is I, I interviewed him once and we were just of course talking about what else in New Orleans right because he's so active as oh, well so active and at the end of our conversation he was reciting um, airplane schedules you know to get me from New York back right. to New Orleans I mean Amazing. he is I could just talk to him about New Orleans all day long so um, such a, a smart man such a smart educated man did yeah. he talk to you at all did he tell you any like cool New Orleans stories um, he's he's I mean he's really super involved in it down there he, he was is. he was always on the phone yeah D- different business things happening with um, <laughs> alliances that that he's involved with in New Orleans trying to make trying to make a neighborhood for for these impoverished um areas yeah you know trying to really try to bring back some good to the city yeah um he's such an activist like he he never stops like he never stopped he was always doing something good for him um so 
of course, because you're on the Americans and because you have such a different look in confirmation, I, I have to talk to you about your wig and your clothes in confirmation because uh, you'd like to borrow them. Is that what I, 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 yes? Question? That, that is okay. exact. That okay. was exactly the question. See, what, what do I need this for? You, know, you, you knew that. Um, so, did you finally feel like uh, you kind of understood where? someone like Kerry Russell and Matthew Reese come from, you know, having to don all those crazy wicks because, yeah, they, 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 they were like new characters. I know that they sometimes um, name the wigs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or you could have just called yours Jenny, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't that complicated, really. Yeah, exactly. no spy thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll say wearing a wig uh, in Atlanta in July is not that awesome when you're shooting outside. I'll say that. Thank you for that clarification. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but for sure, yeah, it's a different, you know, not only is your body tired at the end of the day, but your scalp just aches. You know, your head just hurts. Yeah. But, so but, I feel for them. I do. Yeah. But I think it's worth it in the end. But as you, as you mentioned, Atlanta, uh, had you been there before? Um, I had been there. Just earlier in the year to yeah. to make a film with Gavin O'Connor and Mr. Ben Affleck. Yeah, we're gonna get yeah. to that. Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. So it was my second time down there, but I got to spend a month down there, and yeah. it was awesome. I loved it. it was great. What great experience? Like, what did you love doing down there? Is I have a lot of friends from New York that have moved down there, oh. and I had friends from three different films that were working down there. <laughs> Atlanta is exploding. It's, yeah, it's huge. It's. The, the amount of business that's happening down there, it's really amazing, yeah. Oh, that's crazy and, and awesome. So um, are you going to have a big viewing party for your family and friends uh, on Saturday? Um, probably not. Nah. Probably not. I mean, all of my family's in England. That's true. And they yeah. don't have HBO, so that wouldn't work. Wouldn't. <laughs> but I'm not yeah. sure, actually. I haven't made a plan yet. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. I've seen the film a couple of times already. Yeah. Um. So I'm not sure. Had the I don't usually do that kind of stuff because okay. I usually want to hide behind my hands when I'm watching. So, you know, I'm a bit of a party pooper. No. <laughs> well, how was the premiere in L.A.? It was really cool. It yeah. was really nice. Um, it was pretty big. It was on on the Paramount lot, which oh, wow. was, you know, in of itself is just amazing. And Anita Hill was there. Oh. And so it was... Did you talk to her? I didn't. Yeah. Um she was obviously super mobbed in the beginning and the carpet and then afterwards she was surrounded by people all the time and I I would have liked to have said hello um, but I just imagine that she was probably exhausted from the amount of people going up to her and talking to her and yeah. taking a piece of her. I think she's a very private person sure. and I was amazed that she was there at all to begin with and to, you know, there are, there are, there are plenty of moments in the film that are very difficult um, when she's talking about um, what had happened to her, yeah. and for Anita to have to be to be sitting there with us in the theater while we all watched a really painful part of her life was a really intense thing, sure. you know. Yeah. And so I felt like I felt like she might have been pretty wiped and just dying to get out of there. So I I didn't. I just let her be. No, yeah. I, I I understand that. How was it working with Kerry Washington? I mean, I, I'm not sure. I felt like you guys didn't really have any scenes together. We but, didn't. We yeah. crossed over. Yeah. Um, they really shot the movie in two segments, really. Uh, okay. It was a Nita story at first and then right. Clarence's. Right. Um, for scheduling and storytelling, I'm sure, is when you see the film, it'll be clear how, sure. how that works out. Um so there wasn't much of a crossover, but of course she executive produced the film, right. so I think she might have had something to do with me getting hired. Wow, so we did great. we yeah. did have a little chat, and you know, I mean, she's lovely. She is lovely, lovely lady, and does a beautiful job in the film. 
really beautiful job, yeah. Yeah, every, I would say that everyone does. But um, as, as you mentioned, uh, you were also in Atlanta earlier this year for, like you said, just, just a little movie. What? Just a little one <laughs> starring the sky. I, Ben Ben, ben something ben, yeah. some, ben Affleck directed by Gavin O'Connor so tell me about this who who do you play when can well, we see this I actually you know. have to be pretty secretive about my role in it okay um, um, but I can't Gavin directed uh, um, Gavin O'Connor directed the pilot of the Americans of course I yes, remember that yes, yeah yes 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 so, yes all right um, so it was pretty great to yeah. to see him again and I think the movie's going to be really fantastic okay um my part will be a big surprise. Um, yeah, there's no way that I can explain it without um, giving the whole thing away. Just that you're in it. Yeah, that's but that's but that's but that's a good thing to mention. And uh, <laughs> but um, so did you and Gavin like catch up over the Americans? Like how? Like uh, a little bit. I mean, he prepped me it? for he prepped me for Ben Affleck because he's a big fan of the Americans. Oh really? So he was like, just be ready. He was like, Ben's an Americans freak. I'm okay. telling you now. And I was like, oh okay. And then um, we got onto, I got onto the sound stage, and Ben was, you know, somewhere over there doing stuff. And there's loads of people. And then I just heard, "She's here, she's here! Oh my God, where is she? Where's Martha? Where's Martha?" <laughs> and he comes like bounding across. Yeah. And he's like, "Just give me a hug. Just give me a hug. You know, just call me Clark once." So I was like, "Oh, did you? I did." Okay, good, yeah. good, good, good. All right. So does that mean that Martha is his favorite character? I don't know about that, but he <laughs> seems to really like her. So that you know that made the rest of my job so 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 much better. You know, if you have a start like that, yeah. You know, it was quite an introduction to the crew. So I was like, Whew. "Thanks, Ben." That's amazing oh wow i mean like i mean did he offer up any any other things that he liked about the show i mean did you guys gab about her or did um, you have to just get to work we had to get to work yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had to get right to work and get yeah. some green screen stuff yeah up uh, oh, green screen you heard it here first green <laughs> screen green screen so all right so really uh so what a What's next for you? I mean, other than the rest of the Americans, uh, do you got any other projects in the works? Uh, fun relaxation time for you? Um, I'm based in New York, so, you know, I'm always involved in uh, readings and mm-hmm. workshops. And that's what I'm doing at the moment. I'm going to be involved in Eric Bogosian's 100 Monologues, mm-hmm. which is a great thing you can check out online, 100monologues.com. A whole bunch of amazing, amazing, amazing theater actors doing all of all of Eric's different monologues that he's written. Um, so I'm going to be doing that soon. I'm very excited about that. Awesome. So you're not. So just soon. We're not quite sure when exactly we can. Uh, um, I know when I'm shooting it, but I don't know when it will go on the online. Probably like a month or so, maybe. Okay, that's good. Yeah. But we know where to find you. You're on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, unfortunately, we're going to have to end it there. Uh, thanks to our guest, Allison Wright. That wraps things up for this week's WSJ Speakeasy podcast. Please join us next time. And for more, please check us out at WSJ com podcasts that's wsj.com slash podcasts from new york i'm serene leeds on behalf of the speakeasy team thanks for listening apollo is working to ensure a bright bold future financing solutions to some of the most complex challenges the world is facing apollo investing in tomorrow today learn more at apollo.com